1: Check out monorail.com, America's affordable investment app, made for conservatives who want to keep their hard-earned money with companies that share their value. Download the Monorail app today. Join Monorail. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Monday show. I hope you had a good weekend. That's my traditional Monday greeting. I even have thoughts on whether people have good weekends, but I will not enter that field right now. Hi, everybody. So the big news has been the Memphis police. I watched the video. I always know that there may be a story that we're not aware of in watching a video, which in any event, in my case at least, I, I didn't hear any any sounds, did you, in, in your video of what happened? I know they reported what the victim said, but anyway, it, it looked terrible. There's no question about that it just it just looked terrible, and if it is as terrible as it looked, one has to figure out how how this occurs or why this is, is it simply an, a complete outlier in the Memphis police force, which I, I pray it is, is it indicative of something more serious, whether it is in Memphis or any other city? I'll I'll give you an example, given the, I'm trying to think of an adjective, hmm, the obscene attacks on police, defund the police, police are racist, etc., who wants to become a policeman today? Isn't that a fair question? I mean, in the not too distant past, a lot of young men and, and women desire to become uh, policemen and became policemen. And while of course there, there is no field on earth that only has saintly people, a lot of cops are remarkable given how almost daily they meet the worst of society, how would you like that? How would you like to meet the worst of society every single day? You think that would affect you? Of course it would affect you. How would you like to go to work every day and know that there is a certain chance that you, unlike an accountant who goes to work or a CEO who goes to work, or anybody else who goes to work, you may get killed. That there are people who want to kill you because of your uniform. But that's uh, pretty serious stuff. And get given all of that. How few cases we have that are comparable to what happened in Memphis. And yet the left, which is as Vile a world as we have ever produced in America since the Civil War, yet the left doesn't ask fair questions because it's not interested in fair questions. It is interested in hate. There is no hate group like the left of any of any size in the United States. The left is a giant hate group beginning with hatred of the United States. hatred of Western civilization. Hatred of a term that they really loathe, law and order. When you understand that the left is a hate group, that it lives on hate, you are free to begin to understand them. So instead of asking fair questions, how did these people become police? Oh, this is an example of how deep racism is among police that it even affects black policemen there you go what what percentage of interactions with criminals is with black people for policemen that's a question you're not allowed to ask in the united states which no in no way defends no way defends what happened in memphis i already spoke about how vile i think it is but it is—it is not an inconsequential question. And for the record, approximately twenty-three black, unarmed blacks are killed in any given year by white policemen, or I think any policeman. Is it any policeman or white policeman? Do you know Alan? Hmm. It's a good question. Yeah, take I a look. Know. Any, police any policeman? Yeah. yeah. All right. Leave that as it may. On a very much lighter note, something happened in the world of music now i c- I control myself if i If I get any award for broadcasting, the award I deserve is that i don't talk about music more because most people are not interested, <laughs> and I know it. Nevertheless, I am going to tell you something that even if you know nothing about classical music a unique event took place in Carnegie Hall. Are you familiar with this? It's literally unique in musical history, what happened Saturday night. A friend of mine is in the Philadelphia Orchestra. We spoke last night and it was remarkable. So there is a composer called Rachmaninoff, a Russian composer, late 19th century early 20th century, who wrote exceedingly difficult pieces for piano and orchestra. Four of them, they're called concerto. A concerto is a piece for a solo instrument and orchestra. So there are violin concertos, cello concertos, trumpet concertos, and piano concertos, the most ubiquitous. He wrote four. They are among the most difficult pieces to play in the repertoire of of music. He wrote one more piece for piano and orchestra, Rhapsody on a Theme by Paganini. This is by far my favorite of his pieces. One woman played all five concertos in one night in Carnegie Hall Saturday night. All five. Yuja Wang There's something else you should know about Yuja Wang. She is she might be the greatest living pianist of, of her generation. But it's a very hard thing to assess greatest. But if there is such a thing, she she might be. I'll tell you how good she is. I, uh, years ago, when I was just going through the, through YouTube, and there was a piece played of a Mendelssohn piano concerto, and I fell in love with it, and I said, this is the greatest performance I ever heard. I did not see her, and I'll tell you why that's important in her case. Ji Wang wears the shortest skirts and dresses of any female pianist, perhaps, in history. And it, it's, it's truly remarkable that she does this. She is somewhat of a character. You know I love characters. And it is she, she is simply a live wire. She doesn't see anything wrong in being sexy and a musical genius and I I salute her I totally salute her for it because nobody thinks she's getting the attention she gets because of her short skirts and dresses it is a phenomenon in the world of music and I I thought I would share that with you I if it's one if it the Carnegie Hall performances are one day released I will let you know about it well One A Prager seven seven six. Did I report the Norwegian study on whether white paint is racist? I did. I think so. I think I mentioned it, but there's a lot. There is a lot uh, to the piece. Yeah, I I definitely didn't. So you, you, I'll tell you why this is particularly distressing. That America has uh, succumbed to. These awful doctrines, these sick doctrines is bad enough, but that we have been able to export it to other countries that's very scary. How could norway how would nor what what would be evidence of norway's racism? There are no non-whites in Norway in its history. And it never colonialized any country. So if you have no contact with the group, can you still hate it? (laughs) Right? Isn't it like, what is it if a tree falls in a forest and, and, you know, nobody hears it? Did it make a noise? I'd like to introduce you to Monorail, America's investment app that takes you from where you are to where you want to be. Monorail is an investment and savings app that is made for patriots by patriots. doesn't matter whether you're an Apple fan or if you prefer Android, Monorail is available in both environments and online at monorail.com. Monorail is safer for users with bank-level encryption and biometrics. Your money is protected with Monorail through Securities Investor Protection Corporation and the FDIC. No matter how you engage with Monorail, you're getting the security and safety that you need. Whether you're adding funds to your investment account, looking to buy a stock, or putting money aside for future purchases. With Monorail, you can put your money where it matters and utilize the economic power that built this country. Don't go somewhere else to trade stocks. Monorail gives you the freedom to purchase whole or fractional shares in companies you believe in. It only takes five minutes to download the app and set up. Join the pro-America money movement. Join Monorail. A piece by Rafael Rapha- Mangual at the City Journal. How many uh, videos has he done? Three. Three for us? On wow. On Three Prager, you? On crime. On crime. Reactions to the video have been universal in their denunciation of the conduct of the police officers, all black, as was Nichols. In addition to the excoriations of the officers by police critics, police departments, executives, and union representatives from across the country unambiguously expressed their disapproval. The major city chiefs organization referred to the actions of the Memphis officers officers as unconscionable, the fraternal order of the police's president, Patrick Yoes denounced the incident oops sorry, folks, as as a criminal assault under the pretext of law, and so on. After having watched the videos myself, I agree. Who wouldn't? What I saw was a legally unjustifiable beating handed out by hotheads who wanted revenge for having been given a hard time. After the initial encounter with Nichols, from which he escaped. Body cam footage shows one officer say to another that Nichols made me spray, pepper spray myself. The officer whom he spoke with seemed also to be agitated at having had his glasses knocked off during the initial struggle, saying after hearing over the radio that others had caught up with Nichols, I hope they stomp his ass. Another officer involved seemed upset about hurting his leg. None of these things' excuses kicks to the head, punches to the face, or baton strikes doled out to a man who is no longer resisting. The swift termination, arrest, and indictment of the officers involved in the Nichols incident comports with the outrageous nature of the conduct depicted in the videos released to the public. But for some it won't be enough that these actions met with universal outrage and both administrative and legal enforcement actions. We need to show the world what lessons we can learn from this tragedy, District Attorney Mulroy said during the press conference in which the charges were announced. But perhaps the lesson is simply this, policing is a human endeavor and is therefore subject to the shortcomings of the human condition which means that some people, cops included, will sometimes act out of malevolence. Okay? How do I know that this guy is not on the left? Because what he said is thoughtful. That's how I know. It's as simple as that. For some police critics, this reality is unsatisfactory. Exactly right. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, for example, decried via Twitter, quote, the effort to separate the officers who murdered Tyree Nichols from the system of policing that produced them. Uh-huh. Well, I'll tell you, I would be willing to look into the system of policing that produced them. Are, are the best people applying to be police? Or has the left made it uh, uh, an almost suicidal act, or potentially suicidal act, to be a policeman. Given the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortezes of our society, who never do the good of one policeman in one day in her entire life, She has not done anything comparable to the good that any policeman in any city in this country does on a daily basis. She is morally worthless, and she has the temerity to condemn all police. Charges alone are injustice, changes. And what change would you like, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? How about, here's an interesting change. Let's, Let's raise the money since we do have, after all, tens of billions of dollars for green energy, all wasted, why don't we take a couple of billion dollars and give scholarships, as it were, to college students like Yale? Hey, why don't you become a cop? We'll pay you better than even at a New York law firm. Become a cop for a few years. All the people who criticize never join the police. Never. They probably don't know a policeman. Two things are worth remembering here. The first is that over the last two years, policing has seen considerable change. In April 2021, the New York Times reported that 30 states had enacted more than 140 police reform measures in the year following George Floyd's murder by a Minneapolis police officer. City councils and police departments, including a, including in Memphis, enacted reforms of their own. According to a Memphis government website, re Memphis. memphistn.gov, Memphis Police Department policy was already, v- before the encounter with Nichols, aligned with the policy recommendations of the 8 Can't Wait Reform Campaign that went viral in 2020. Those policies prohibit the use of choke, and strangle holes, as well as shooting at moving vehicles, except when deadly force is authorized. They also require officers and/or departments to de-escalate, give warnings, and exhaust all alternatives before shooting. Shut comprehensively before shooting. Comprehensively report uses of force. Develop a use of force continuum and intervene when fellow officers use excessive force. I'll have more in the course of the show from his piece. What the left will do with this is just use it to further hate. That is its great product.
0: The Dennis Prager Show.
1: There's a lot of talk about the Great Reset and digital currencies. The U.S. government has been floating the idea of a digital dollar for quite some time, opening up the door to the government controlling your bank account, or worse yet, freezing your money. They did that in Canada, remember? This is Dennis Prager for AmFed, Coin, and Bullion, and for my friend Nick Grovich. Now more than ever in this woke world, it's important to own tangible assets like gold and silver. Owning physical gold and silver gives you control over your wealth. They're proven stable commodities that have held their value over time. Beyond the overarching reach of government. And it's so important you do business with a trustworthy and transparent company like Amfed Coin & Bullion. Amfed's owner, Nick, and his experienced team will always provide you with honest, sound advice. No pressure sales. Moving a portion of your wealth into precious metals is a prudent decision. Call Amfed Coin & Bullion. 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com. (laughs) AmericanFederal.com. Hi everybody, Dennis Prager here. I have a guest. She is Danish. She's from Denmark. I met her when I gave my lecture at the uh, Parliament in Copenhagen in in uh, in November. God, it's it's that's all it is. Is two months ago. Mm. So my wife and I realized that we had met a gem and i'm only I, I can't keep waxing enthusiastic i'll sound silly but she is uh she is one of those people that makes you optimistic about the human condition her name is Astrid don't ask me what the danish pronunciation of her name is i i pride myself in linguistic ability danish has humbled me <laughs> <laughs> As, for example, her last name is H-O-G, but it is not pronounced "hug." It's pronounced... Go ahead. <laughs> See? Sean, say it. No. Okay. <laughs> More or less.
2: It's okay. You're doing okay, Dennis. So,
1: I want to talk about your country. Mm. We, I have reported about Denmark, as, as for example... That it no longer wanted people under 50 to be vaccinated. Is that accurate?
2: Yeah, it is, because in Denmark, uh, COVID is no longer considered a serious illness. Um, it's like a f- any other flu, and we don't recommend uh, people that are not, uh, where it's not dangerous for them to become sick, to get vaccinated.
1: So, what did your country do with regard to lockdowns?
2: The lockdown was uh, at first. It was it was quick and it was heavy. All the schools uh, locked down, for instance. For how long? F- for. Uh Sorry, Dennis. I, I I forget how long. Right. Uh, I,
1: I, was it anything approaching two years?
2: No, definitely not. Okay, fine. So so uh, when spring began, they, they started uh, opening up schools again. But what is significant with Denmark is that we, as the first country, lifted all restrictions at a pretty early stage, um, which was uh, before Christmas twenty twenty one.
1: Wow, so if I visited Copenhagen in Christmas 2021, I could have gone into any restaurant.
2: Yeah, you probably could. Um, and what about masks? Uh, mask? Uh, okay, so Dennis, it's it's. Uh, I'm sorry, I. It's very uh, confusing because the it it came and went, and I'm afraid to say. Uh, sorry, all all the different legislation. Uh, I'm afraid to say something wrong, Dennis. I'm, I'm no, sorry. No, I fine. Can that's we, okay.
1: We... But but the reason, obviously, there's a reason. I ask because when I read that Denmark had asked people not to get vaccinated under fifty, my assumption was it was not as strict as America.
2: Oh. Well, it was at times, but it was um, what happened was when the Omicron variant came about, and it was obvious that it was much less severe. Then they 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 followed. It. I mean, the the guidance changed. So so what was really good about um, uh, how it was communicated in Denmark was it wasn't made out to be this huge. Uh, disaster of a health crisis when it was omicron so we adapted um so so i think that's one of the good thing about how Denmark. so happens. you're
1: you're a conservative is that correct yes
2: how how
1: big is the conservative movement in denmark
2: it's it's almost non-existent um denmark uh the right wing is actually liberal if that makes sense Um, Should I explain about that? Okay, so in Denmark we have um, the biggest party is the Social Democrats. And then we have a lot of leftist parties. And some of them are close to communists. On the right side of the spectrum, we have the liberals. They want uh, individual freedom. They want lower taxes. Um, But the conservatism... Of the right wing parties is hardly non-existent. Uh, the protection of the family and also the value of of norms is is very. Um, it's they have forgotten why it's important to keep traditions. I would say uh, so. All everyone are like right leaning Democrats uh, in in America.
1: All right, I want to pursue that because. It's a big problem if, if conservatism almost doesn't exist in, in, in a European country. Back in a moment, Astrid H- or H-O-G, H.O.G., if you wish to pronounce it that, the way it looks in English. And uh, we'll be back in a moment. Hello, everybody. Dennis Prager here. If you missed my guest of Hour One, this extraordinary young woman from Denmark, who's a conservative, and there are very few conservatives in Denmark. There are very few conservatives in Europe. What they call conservative... Boris Johnson, was he conservative? It's somewhat of a joke, right? I can't think of anything conservative about him other than Brexit. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what immediately tells me you're, you're not conservative is if you buy the, the green scenario. The, mo- the moment you tell me that there's an existential threat to humanity, I know you have no critical faculties, period, end of issue. You have bought one of the gigantic lies of our time which has no basis, no basis, that there's an existential threat because of carbon dioxide. I'm not saying the earth is not getting warmer. I'm not saying carbon dioxide has no effect. I'm saying that it is a gigantic fraud. It is a lie to gain power for the left. That is all it is. Sick, bored, rich people run the movement. Like John Kerry, one of the great nothings in American history. Actually, I think a bad man from when he returned from Vietnam to smear his fellow soldiers it's a truly bad human being to think that he ran for president It's a statement about the Democratic Party that's that's the giveaway to the extent uh, and people believe it oh, uh, the uh, i don't know if the people uh, believe it who uh, run it because they're against nuclear power, so that proves they don't give a crap about carbon dioxide that's the proof there is nothing else you need to know about the environmentalist movement to know what a fraud it is of uh, th- that uh, it is opposed to nuclear power you know why it's opposed to nuclear power which is completely clean and safe you know why because they don't control your life then the issue is entirely about controlling your life getting you out of cars for example they hate the car because they don't control you if you drive where you want, when you want. It's all about control. Anyway, there are very few conservatives in Europe. She's one of them. It was very interesting, The it raising the issue of, in, in Denmark... You can have private daycare, but you can't make a profit. You can't take out the profit because you shouldn't profit on helping people. So let me just say for the record, if you really want to help people, isn't that exactly what you would have the most profit in? So you can make a profit if you, if you play baseball, then you can make tens of millions of dollars. But if you help kids, you shouldn't make any money. Do you understand how sick the left is? Every leftist is shallow, intellectually, morally, forget spiritually. It's just a shallowness, if I could say it, it's a shallowness of infinite depth. There is depth to their shallowness. You shouldn't make money helping people
0: their shallowness goes deep
1: their shallowness runs deep exactly shallowness that runs deep yeah <laughs> that's that's the whole right
0: there's a contradiction anyway why shouldn't right be? why shouldn't that
1: be exactly wow. what 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 is the what is the mindset it's so backwards so you can make a profit if you don't help people this is the left wing belief. Only if you help people you should not make money. Get it? Isn't that astonishing? They're not they're not against singers making a fortune of money or or actors or uh, or athletes. That's fine. But if you run a daycare center you shouldn't make money. When I say that the odds are you become stupid when you attend a university, I don't, I don't speak in, in hyperbolic terms. I believe that. The chances of your leaving college with greater clarity of thought are minimal. Minimal. Now, maybe if you were inebriated, that is, drunk for four years, you, could, you, you would not leave with a less clear mind than you came in huh that's yeah, the that's yeah. the only antidote yeah. <laughs> for most people don't make a profit from helping people this is what goes for for deep so when you thinking send
0: your kids off to school give them a, a, an allowance for booze and just That's them, right oh that's a stay, riot stay you, drunk for 4 yes, years and give them an
1: allowance right providing you don't get addicted to alcohol. Here's booze money. That way you won't become woke. So the the article in the Great City Journal by Rafael Mangual, who has done three PragerU videos as it happens, he's speaking about what happened. He gives a perspective on the Memphis Police Force. So listen to this. According to data compiled by Police Scorecard, a website built by left-wing police critic, Samuel Siangwe, Memphis police have been involved in 25 killings, mostly justified, between 2013 and 2021. Eight years, 25 killings, three a year. Okay, doesn't sound to me... Like, that's over the top. A period in which Memphis police officers made some, are you ready? 288,706 arrests. To say nothing of other encounters such as traffic and pedestrian stops. That doesn't count that. A 2018 study of both deadly and non-deadly force found that over a two-year period, in which officers across three police departments fielded over a million calls for service, police made 114,000 arrests and used force of any kind in less than 1% of these. But for the despicable people on the left, who, among other ideas, to increase human suffering said defund police, the hatred of police is so deep that they're using this th- truly awful murder in Memphis as another way to attack police. God, they're, they're never right. They're, they're never kind. They're never decent. It's an amazing thing to be a leftist. I have proof. For any of you whose kid came back a leftist from college, did your kid become kinder? Forget politics. Did your kid become a kinder human being? Is anyone kinder having become a leftist? Not a liberal, a leftist. Good question, no? Let alone do they think more clearly. The deplorable actions depicted in the Memphis videos are simply not representative of policing as an institution. As such, we should resist calls to repeat the mistakes of 2020, making rash policy choices that may harm public safety. The post-Floyd era has been marked not just by sharp leftward turn on the policing and criminal justice policy front, but also by sharp rises in serious crime and disorder. Yeah, but so what? You think it bothers leftists? While we can be sure that much commentary will focus on the role that race plays in incidents of police abuse, it's worth remembering that black Americans have borne the brunt of rising crime, including violent crime, since 2020. Having set an all-time record for homicides in 2021, residents of Memphis know this all too well. No leftist is bothered by the increase in murder. Just like they're they're not bothered by the fact that we have clean energy thanks to nuclear energy. They have emotional agendas. Hate police, get people into controllable circumstances via environmentalism. 1-8 Prager, seven seven six. MyPillow is excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever and just in time for Christmas. For a limited time, get the Giza Dream Bed Sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98, and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow Mattress Topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more, all with the biggest discounts of the year happening now. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302. You'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products including the Giza dream bed sheets for as low as 29.98 and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Ben, there is a lot to tell to you about. So so I mean Memphis police what is the number he gave here? In the last 8 years they made 288,706 arrests not including traffic stops. and they they uh, uh, uh and nothing like this happened and you you have the gall Alexandria, ocasio Cortez you low life you moron you have the the, the temerity to condemn these people as a, as a lot when you understand that they're mean that they're bad it's not that i disagree i disagree with liberals but they're not bad they're naive but that's not that's not a bad the left is bad folks they're bad people rashid talib is a bad person imagine that you come to america Who's the one who came from Somalia? Elon Om- Omar. Yeah, Elon yeah, Omar? Yeah. Right. Imagine that. You come to this country from Somalia and you devote your life to crapping on this country. There's, there's, a, real, there's a real low point in the hierarchy of scum. And that's, that's really at the low point, at the low end. The ingratitude to this country for what was done for you God. I I I don't know how what animates these people. I don't know. To me, gratitude is such a beautiful trait, and to leftists it's an ugly trait. Tell me what leftists are grateful for. Tell me. America? Liberty? Freedom? Religion? What are they grateful for? As I have said often, you get a, at a college in America. You get a B.A. in ingratitude. You get a master's in ingratitude, and you get a Ph.D. in ingratitude. I feel bad for you if you sent a nice kid to college, and an a-hole returned. It's easy to love your kid. But it's not common, or it can be uncommon, to like your kid. I'm going to write an article one day on my favorite verbs in English. Like is one of them. Like may be more important than love. Yes. Yes. Earn is another one of my favorite verbs. A verb that doesn't exist in most languages. 1 8 Prager 776. You're listening to the Dennis Prager Show. Okay. <laughs> Fun questions here. All right. Okay, let's see here. What should be done with nuclear waste? Jay in Bakersfield, California wants to know. It's not a problem. It's not, it's not a problem, exactly. If it were a problem, where has it manifested itself as a problem? It never has. Uh, it hasn't, exactly. You store
0: all the nuclear waste in, a, in the, si- yes. the size of a football
1: field. Yeah, you could all the nuclear waste in the country in the size of a football field. But... I don't even know why it's raised as an issue, except by environmentalists who hate nuclear power, because it would end the entire agenda of controlling your life. If the energy came from nuclear power, it would end uh, the whole idiotic green movement to, uh, to uh, what are they called? Not windmills. What are they called? Turbines? Wind turbines, which have terrible damage by the way to the environment, but that they don't care about that either or or solar power. What else do we have here? Who was the first leftist Alex in Las Vegas wants to know
0: Rousseau.
1: the first the first leftist recorded is is korah
0: hmm.
1: in okay. in the Bible. In the book of Numbers, I think, what is a chapter? Was it 19, 20, or 21? So there was a rebellion against Moses and by a guy named Korach, K-O-R-A-C-H. And Korach's line was, "Who that, who are you, Moses, to set yourself above us? Aren't we all holy? And that's it. So that happened 3,000 30, 30, or 3,200 years ago. Uh, it's, it's built into the human condition. I don't want any hierarchy. We're all equal. We're all equal. That's it. Or as the great line in, in the Monty Python film, uh, Life of Brian, goes, you are all individuals. That could never be made today that film on, on so many grounds. yes, we are all and we are all equal. no we're not. Some people are smarter than you, better looking than you, more talented than you, kinder than you, finer than you, wiser than you and me that's right. by the way, thank God back in a moment. As I said earlier, the most hate in this country, there's no close second, comes from the left. They are the great haters. Just read the New York Times opinion pieces as a rule. Here's Charles Blow, who is one of the great haters writing in America today. He only knows hatred and anger. he, he If his words manifest who he is, he's a deeply unimpressive human being. Tyree Nichols' death is America's shame. Yeah. Listen to this. This is left-wing hate, pure. The spectacle of a televised countdown to the showing of the video in which Tyree Nichols was savagely beaten by Memphis police doesn't just theatricalize black death. It is a damning indictment of American perversion. He's despicable. God, what an awful human being, Charles M. Blow. But he's fitting for the New York Times opinion pages. He's fitting. He fits perfectly. It's a hate filled page with a very, very few exceptions. It is a damning indictment of American perversion. What a scummy man. It was horrific. As promised. What does that mean, as promised? But unfortunately, not singularly so. I just read to you the data on Memphis police. It was close to singularly. It was instead yet another data point in a long line of videos showing the torturing of black bodies by the police. Hmm. It, was, it was more snuff porn with black victims Snuff porn now, since people who watch snuff porn presumably enjoy it, so is it, is that his view that Americans as a rule enjoyed the video? I told you the left is not only the hate center of life in America; it has no credibility as thought. It is just anger. Charles Blow is angry. And that is all he is. That he writes for the New York Times is fitting. Snuff porn with black victims in a country becoming desensitized to the violence because of its sheer volume. Really? Really? You know how minimal it is—the killing, the un, the uh, uh, the immoral or illegal killing of a black by police. You know how rare it is. What is it, twenty-three a year? And oh, no, no. And, excuse me, it's twenty-three year to unarmed. It, it, it doesn't mean that it wasn't uh, it wasn't a, a legal or moral. America and the world had the realization that police violence was a problem and that it simply walked away before the work was done and the war was won. Yeah. Well, anyway, so now you know. You who watched the video, you enjoyed it because America is a perverse society. This is the manure that the New York Times publishes regularly. You must understand regularly. I read the New York Times opinion page. It is only, I would say 98% is hatred. Yes. Okay. Instead of leaping to my feet to applaud a system working as it should because the police were quickly fired, arrested, and charged... Rather than as it was designed, I am stuck on the fact that there should have been federal legislation to prevent such killings. What does that mean? How do you have federal? Why do you need that? Is it, is it allowed to kill people by police if there's no reason to kill them? <laughs> America has once again failed black people, of course. They, the New York Times capitalizes black They also write Latinx, because as you know, every Latino thinks of himself or herself as Latinx. If you want to know woke, you read the New York Times. America should be ashamed. It abandoned the issue of police reform. He should volunteer to be a policeman or have his kids be a policeman if he has kids. I know he has one kid at least. Because I remember what he wrote—that he tells his kid that as a black person, he will go out into the world and be hated. Feel bad to be uh, his kid. So that's—is uh, that good evidence that the the left is the hate COVID-19. is the hate center of the country? The best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier uses proven Oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and so much more. With over 265,000 units already sold, you know it works. Works in my house. Any smell will vanish after just a few seconds with the thunderstorm being on. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more are no match. Best of all, no filters are needed. Saves you money and effort. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for whole home protection. You'll get three units for under $200. Put one in your basement, bedroom, family room, kitchen, or anywhere you need clean, fresh air. The thunderstorm is nearly silent and takes up no floor space. It plugs directly into your wall. Don't breathe dirty air again. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Put in discount code Prager3 to save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code Prager3. Shipping is free. Now we go... Hi, everybody. Perfect timing here. My guest is Greg Kelly, talk show host, anchor on Newsmax, and thinker about policing and justice. Brand new book, Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. What a perfect, unfortunately perfect day to come on, Greg Kelly. Welcome. Welcome. Is, uh, is he on? Is the gentleman? The, I... uh, pardon me, Dennis. Can you hear me? Okay, very good. Yes. Hey, Dennis,
3: thanks for having me. Uh, such an honor to be with you. And you know, Dennis, you, you actually cited some numbers uh, as you were reacting to the Charles Blow column, uh, and you remind me why I, I want nothing to do with the New York Times all over again. But uh, unlike almost anybody else in the media universe, you're actually citing the real numbers. Um, the number of unarmed people killed by police is infinitesimal, really. And it's one of the reasons why uh, they try to personalize it on the left so much, especially when it comes to black lives. Breonna Taylor, say her name. They want to personalize it. They have to. They have to make that a, a name that everybody knows, because if you approach this in an analytical way, in a professional way, uh you would understand that this problem is not a problem it was always a problem when uh, someone is uh, killed by police and the circumstances are obviously a crime as this is the case in in memphis um but overall this is not a systemic problem and what i fear is happening in this moment the left is going overboard and they're not being checked by anybody because it places people by people i mean anybody who believes in america and the constitution in an awkward position because if they say if they attempt to put this in context they'll be seen as insensitive perhaps or they'll say so it's much easier to not say anything and let the left as i saw on on abc news a woman just came on and said the police are taught to be afraid of black and brown people and it's a preposterous statement preposterous and it goes unchallenged it goes uh we have moderators for a reason i thought it was uttered by a person named karen finney who's not a crazy uh activist this is a mainstream political operative and they're trying to set the narrative all over again and they're doing it with stunning
1: effectiveness who teaches them to be afraid of black and brown people since they're taught that that's the passive's Uh, verb who is the active verb who teaches police be afraid of blacks and browns
3: well this is where their poison is is so dangerous and and why this moment i think is 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 pivotal this goes to their argument that policing is inherently racist that police are a vestige of the slave patrol now this is uh insane there is no basis whatsoever. This is this is sixteen nineteen project. This is NAACP uh, paid for research papers, and they believe that the whole system is inherently racist, and the police especially. We need to get rid of the police, get rid of prisons. All while we're at it, get rid of the nuclear family, get rid of capitalism. I mean, this is what they stand. This is what Black Lives Matter stands for, and mainstream corporations. They don't know what they did by putting their logo right next to it. So obviously no one is teaching that. But they have effectively kind of perpetrated, uh, perpetuated this myth. And, and too few people are willing to say, no, that's not true. And they are actually moving the needle on this conversation in ways that are
1: almost scary. I might add that uh, the reason uh, so few people contradict them is that cowardice is the human norm. People are – cowardice is built into human nature, and if you don't fight it, you you stay a coward. It's a qualification to be a college president, by the way. You, there's a, a level of cowardice that you must achieve to be a college president. The book is Justice for All. It is an important short book, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. So I I like to ask philosophical questions of of anyone I have on. There is something so obviously perverse about hating police, given that they are the only barrier to massive barbarity in in any civilization, especially ours. Why do they hate the police? It's an
3: interesting question. The, what I sense, what really is motivating all of this, is they want to make the police, to the extent that it survives, they want to make the police like the teachers' union. They want to make the le- they want to make the police a bastion of dependable uh, left wing uh, dogma, and ultimately. You may have heard this before, but get rid of local police, replace it with a federalized police force, and then you really have you have fascism. You know, I, I write about January 6th a lot in the book, and one thing that really uh, bothers me to this day is are these January 6th cops. And this is paradoxical because this is a pro-law enforcement book, and I'm pro-law enforcement. However, we have to remember that the men and women of law enforcement serve us, not the other way around. And when I saw those cops yelling and screaming at members of Congress. you got Harry Dunn lecturing new officials, telling them what's expected of them. This is an armed individual who is still a member of the Capitol Hill Police, and he's telling legislators what to do. So we, I, I think their grand design is fascism. And the police, their version of it, Will be the ultimate enforcers, and you know it's funny you say that about uh, cowardice. And I think if we're conscious of it, nobody wants to be a coward. We can overcome that, but yeah, we do kind of shrink and kind of retreat a lot. You know, you remind me, Dennis. Over the weekend, we had. All right, hold on. Keep this.
1: that. Keep that yeah. point. Keep that point. We, we, got, to, we yeah. got to take a break. Thank you. Greg Kelly is the author of Justice for All. The book is up at denisprager. dot com. How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. Back in a moment. Hi everybody, Dennis Prager here. Hope you had a good weekend, which I said the first hour, but why not repeat it now? Not everyone catches all three hours. You can, by the way, at PragerTopia.com. PragerTopia.com. Also, let's see. When is my? Uh, what is that? Oh, that's different. Yeah, I am doing a huge, uh, a huge project for Daily Wire. You should know about. At uh, let's see, February two. So episode three. Happiness is a moral obligation. The culmination of my life's thinking on ten different subjects. And uh, these are major talks given in a perfectly quiet, highly professional environment for The Daily Wire. So go to their website and you can see it's the master's program. I thank God that I have the health, energy, and fluency to continue my work. I do, I think. Oh, If it's not God, then I think, fate, I don't know whom to thank, because you can't be sure that God is intervening. You can want to believe it, but you can't be sure, and my approach to religion is rational. New York Rangers celebrate Pride Night without themed jerseys and rainbow tape. Well, that's all it took to convert me to be a New York Ranger fan. From Breitbart, the New York Rangers team celebrated Pride Night on Friday, but did not wear Pride-themed jerseys or use rainbow tape during the event. The team recently said it would do these things at the at the celebration. However, when asked on Saturday night why it did not follow through with the jerseys, the Rangers told Fox News. Our organization respects the LBGTQ community, and we are proud to bring attention to important local community organizations as part of another great pride night. In keeping with our organization's core values, we support everyone's individual right to respectfully express their beliefs. Okay, in other words, if you don't want to wear the jersey, you don't have to. That's what they're saying. That's impressive. According to NHL reporter Molly Walker, there was, quote, no acknowledgement or accountability, unquote, for the change of plans regarding the jerseys that were supposed to be auctioned for charity. Hmm. Very interesting. Meanwhile, one of the players reportedly said he did not know why the team did not wear the special jerseys that night, per the Fox article. However, the team did welcome NYC, New York City Pride co-chair, Andre Thomas, during the ceremonial puck drop, but he apparently did not know about the decision beforehand. New York City Pride later issued a statement that said it was honored to take part in the previous celebrations. The statement read in part, New York City Pride was not made aware in advance of our participation in last night's ceremonial puck drop that pride jerseys and rainbow tape would not be worn as advertised. We understand and appreciate that this has been a major disappointment to the LGBTQ plus community in New York and beyond. We are communicating these concerns with New York Rangers and NHL leadership as we continue to discuss the ways these organizations can work toward inclusion. Wow, New York Rangers, who'd have thunk? Can't get more woke than New York. That is truly an accomplishment. At the recent event, the Rangers did contribute to the Ali Forney Center, a group that helps homeless youth in the LGBTQ community. The news came after Philadelphia Flyers defenseman, I reported this last week, Ivan Provorov chose not to wear the Gay Pride jersey the team sponsored for its Gay Pride night game, citing his Russian Orthodox religion, Breitbart News reported January 18th. He said, I respect everybody. I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. Of course, most athletes, like the rest of humanity, are cowards. That's the human condition. Cowardice is as normal as breathing. Well, it's not true. It's it's an interesting question. You can't stop breathing and live. You can't stop being a coward and live. so in that sense it's not as, it is almost as normal as breathing. Yes, my choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. My religion believes that there is only male and female. My religion believes that men should marry women. That really makes you a hater, doesn't it? So listen to the final sentence in this article. Provorov's jersey nearly sold out on NHL and Fanatic's online shops after after he chose not to participate in the team's gay pride night. (laughs) The entire gay pride celebrations, the very term, is totalitarian. You are not merely supposed to tolerate. In other words, not act with intolerance toward LGBTQ people. You are to take pride in them. That's totalitarian. Really? So if you if you are a man who wears women's clothing, I should take pride in you? I don't. I don't. Okay, just for the record, I don't take pride in you whether you should be allowed to is is a different question that's that's tolerance or legality but pride see for the left it is not enough that you do not harm people you must think properly you not only act properly that's why the the there is no real line separating north korea and the left. North Korea is the logical conclusion of leftism where what you think, how you clap as in applause is is to be monitored by the government. In North Korea, if you don't applaud Kim Jong-un properly you are arrested and sent to a torture camp. Ideally, among the left in America, that would be analogous. I don't know about the torture part, but the idea that you would be sent to a re-education camp. What is Pride Night? It means you must applaud, just like in North Korea. You don't merely have to act decently, toward gay people and toward bisexual people and transgender people and queer people and uh, what is I for? Inquisitive? What is what is I for? Does anybody know? LGBTQIA What is the I in the A? Is A asexual? I think it is Or, or is I inquisitive? Okay, anyway you must take pride in them. That is why the, the whole gay pride thing is completely totalitarian. It is Again, it is not enough for you to be tolerant. You yeah. must take pride. Intersex. Intersex? Okay, thank you. What did I say, inquisitive? Yeah. I blew that one. In light of that, There's a news item I wanted to bring to your attention. Actually, there are a few. Let's see here. Yes, flight attendant uniforms. Ditch gender. This is, I believe, from the Wall Street Journal. When Tyler Curry joined JetBlue in 2022, he was surprised to learn that the airline offered its employees the choice to wear whichever uniform they wanted, regardless of gender. The New York-based in the New York-based in-flight crew member had not worn dresses before, but intrigued, he asked a female colleague, colleague if he could try hers on. He liked the way it looked, so he quote took a leap of faith and ordered the dress quote I used to be one of those people that would walk through work with my head down just keeping to myself and when I wear the dress it makes me feel more confident do you understand that when a man wears a dress it makes him feel more confident Sean does that do that for you when you wear a dress do you feel more confident Ah, if you're wearing heels. Okay, so you can relate to this guy. I can't. We'll continue with that. It's amazing. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free.
0: you'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth
1: thanks john you heard it folks take advantage of this opportunity and call now 800-702-5400
0: advertisement sponsored by legal help center may not be available in all
1: states hello everybody i'm dennis prager So LeBron James, whom I do not respect, uh, has it tweeted out, we are our own worst enemy, as we blacks are our own worst enemy. My only comment, interestingly, is about the English. I, I speak English very well, and yet I have everything I write checked by others for mistakes. Typos and spelling and the like. Why doesn't he? Does he not understand that we are our own worst enemy? Is not English. Uh, he doesn't understand that. That is correct. But I, I, I find it odd that somebody. How many followers does he have? Hundred thirty-six thousand. love this. He has. He has way more than that. I mean, it doesn't, I'm sure very few people have reacted the way I do. There is no doubt in my mind that the collapse of standards of English, the left's war on standards in any arena of life, is the harbinger of a deadened society. Anyway, I just thought I'd note that. Couldn't he have shown it to somebody? Said, you know what, LeBron, it's we are our own worst enemy, not worst enemy. Okay. Anyway, I I get. It. I'm sure that I haven't. For many people, that is regarded it as an idiosyncratic view. I'd like to know, based on what I said earlier, is the New York Ra- are the New York Rangers the only team to refuse to have worn gay pride jerseys? And please understand the totalitarian nature of having people celebrate LGBTQ pride. Why is it pride? I understand tolerance. Pride? Hmm. Can you imagine if a team wore Christian pride jerseys? and i dare say that christianity has done more to make a great america than lgbtq alone and every gay person in my life would be the first to acknowledge that that's true i mean i i've often noted that the christians are more than any other group responsible for having made a the the great America that once existed, and does not exist today. We do not live in a great country at this time. can't believe I'm saying it, but I won't lie to feel good. So back to this flight attendant who now acknowledges he now wears dresses. And his line, which I find bizarre, when I wear the dress, it makes me feel more confident. Hmm. Now I walk through the airport with my head up. Mr. Curry said this is a JetBlue flight attendant. Said he's had nothing but positive feedback about his look. Of course that's true. People who think that he is destroying the male-female distinction, which is fundamental to civilization aren't going to walk up and say, you know, you are destroying the fundamental distinction between men and women by being a man wearing a dress. I'm not even sure I would. So of course he's going to only have comments from people who go, oh, that's wonderful. Oh, that is so beautiful. Oh, is our society better now that men wear dresses? Because that's what we need is more effeminate men that is such an important contribution to our society. Thank you, Tyler Curry of JetBlue. What a help. What a, what a great model for my son to see a man in a dress walking through the airport, to see a man the entire flight, because JetBlue doesn't give a damn if a man wears a dress. He remembers one passenger telling him that she loved... Of course, it's a she... Loved her kids seeing this kind of diversity on a plane. Quote, so when they grow up, they can be who they are. What the hell does that mean, be who they are? What does that mean? Really, what does that mean? It's a meaningless statement. So that you can be who you are? No, we should be whom we want to be. Who we are is pretty rotten. What if you want to be uh, lazy? That's who you are. Almost all of us are naturally lazy. Should we be who we are? The the age of anti-wisdom in which we live. Mostly passengers tell him, you look amazing, he reports. That's true. Amazing is is the word. And they just wonder how he manages to walk in heels for as long as he does. That's beautiful. I wonder how many men say to him, we're proud of you as a man, that you wear heels in a dress. I'd love to know. Many women are lost. In 2022, Alaska Airlines and Virgin Atlantic began allowing all flight crew members to wear wear whichever uniform they wished, regardless of gender. Alaska Airlines, about 20 years ago... used to give a Bible verse along with your meal. And now they let the men wear dresses. That's about as dramatic a change in a privately owned company as I can think of. In any company. Well, Disney. But it's symbolic. Yeah, they dropped that, by the way, because people complained. God forbid... They should get a Bible verse along their meal. It offended them. But if you say that a man wearing a dress as a flight attendant offends you, you're a hater. But you're not a hater if you're offended by a Bible verse on your tray. Get it? It's sick, my friends. It's sick. (laughs) My job is to offer you moral clarity. This is a good example of it. What's our story, senor? All right. 1 8 Prager 776. Flight attendants, males wearing dresses. Wow. Canada's WestJet redid its uniforms last year with an eye to gender inclusivity. No longer do the choices exist between women and men, but between lakes and and Rocky Mountain. Well, there really is some pushback. We'll see what happens on the airplanes. You can now look forward to your male flight attendants wearing dresses and high heels. From the Wall Street Journal here. British Airways, which is rolling out new uniforms. Designed by Oswald Boteng is keeping gender demarcations in place, but announced last year that it would allow male crew members to wear makeup, jewelry, and handbags. Hmm. Okay, well, at least they're keeping gender demarcations in place. Whew. But uh, not the U.S. airlines, because the United States is the worst country in the world right now with regard to protecting the family. Amazing, isn't it? I'd like to figure out why why the left is so much more powerful here than elsewhere. I'm talking about the cultural left, not the economic left. A friend of mine, the article writes... Recently snapped a photograph of a Delta crew member apparently on duty at JFK airport wearing the classic men's suiting uniform along with a pair of stiletto heels. Uh, just what you want your sons to see. This is, uh, this is the type of man you definitely want your son to grow up to be. This, this will be, in times of crisis, exactly the person to fight for the country as they marched to the front in stiletto heels. Jamie Forstrom, who was non-binary, said they wondered, this is the Wall Street Journal, they, see, because non-binary, so you say they. They said they wondered at first if there was a space for them in the industry even though they were passionate about pursuing a career in aviation now a virgin atlantic cabin crew member based in london mix this is the new one mix we've gone from miss to miz to mix mix mx means nothing literally nothing we don't know if you're male or female mix forstrom was able to choose the burgundy, traditionally male uniform when they joined the company in 2022. Airlines that don't change with the times may be subject to lawsuits. In 2021, before Alaska Airlines opened up its uniform policies, the American Civil Civil Liberties Union, another left-wing... Civilization-hating organization, I added that, sent a letter on behalf of a crew member, Justin Wetherell, who is non-binary, saying that the gendered uniforms were discriminatory. That's true. Gendered uniforms are discriminatory. But because the left is intellectually so shallow the very word discrimination conjures up wrong by definition. So you don't even discriminate between male and female. So Alaska Airlines should not have, the ACLU says there should not be a male uniform or female uniform for its flight attendants. By the way, I presume for pilots as well. Wouldn't you love to have a pilot, a male pilot wearing a dress? in december 2022 the crew member filed a human rights complaint against the airline in Washington state that's very sad why why uh, now so let's figure that out what what is violated in having a male uniform? and a female flight attendant uniform. What is violated? So I guess since you can't discriminate on the basis of sexual identity in Washington state, that's the problem. We went from non-discrimination on the basis of race to the basis of anything. Barry Goldwater was right. I was wrong. I supported the civil rights legislation all all of my life. His warning came to fruition. It won't stop with race. Yep. It is totally wrong to discriminate on the basis of race, which the left does all the time, ironically. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com.